You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful Sunshine State. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to today's episode. This is episode number 88, and we're going to answer the question, what are the spiritual gifts? Before we dive into that, I want to say a big welcome to all of our new listeners. Maybe you're someone that just stumbled across the podcast. Maybe you saw it on social media. I want to say thank you for listening, and I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, you know, on a website or streaming this, the easiest way to, to subscribe is to look just below the audio player, and you should see two links, uh, subscribe with iTunes or subscribe with Android. Click whichever one applies to you, and that'll take you over to the spot where you can subscribe. Or you can just look us up in any podcast app you're, that you're familiar with, uh, whether that's any app on any Android device, whether that's the uh, Apple podcast app or iTunes on your desktop, whether that's Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spreaker, whatever. Subscribe, it guarantees that you never miss an episode, because every episode gets delivered directly to your device. All right, let's dive into the question at hand. Very important. What are the spiritual gifts? I'm going to give you a list of all the spiritual gifts that I can find in scripture. Before I do that, let me answer the question, what is a spiritual gift? And the easiest way to answer that is it's just the ability to do something. God just gives us supernatural ability to do things that we otherwise could not have done. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives and gives us the ability to do things so that we can serve one another. It's very clear. We are given these abilities not to serve ourselves, but to serve the body of Christ as a whole, to serve all Christians. The Apostle Peter says this, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. He says, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. Very clear why God gives us these spiritual gifts. Then in Romans 12, the Apostle Paul tells us this. He says, just as each of us has one body with many members, as these members do not all have the same function. Like Paul is comparing the group of global Christians, right? All of the Christians worldwide, what we would call the, the global church, every follower of Christ. He's saying, we're like one body. Just like your physical body has many different members, the church has many different members. And each member has a different function, right? Like your body doesn't have a hundred eyeballs and no other body parts. No, your body has two eyeballs and 10 fingers and 10 to- toes and two lungs and, and, and uh, you know, two kidneys, one liver, like, and each body part has a separate function and each, each member should do what it was created to do. Some body parts have a more elaborate role to play. They, they have a more more visible role to play. Some body parts ha- have a more lesser known role to play, but it doesn't mean they're less valuable just because their role might not be well as well known. See the difference? Like Paul's making it clear, like the, the church as a whole, we as Christians, we all have different gifts. We all have different functions, just like the, the different parts of your body have different function. He later says this in Romans 12. He says, we all have different gifts according to the grace given us. See, each person has a different spiritual gift. Paul also says to the letter in his letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, he says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. We all have different ways in which we function, 
but all of us get our gifts from the same person. That's the person of the Holy Spirit. So what are the actual spiritual gifts? I'm going to try to give you a list of all the spiritual gifts that I can find in the scripture. I, I may have missed some, but here's the my best attempt to give you all the ones that I can see in scripture. In Romans 12, right after Paul describes us as many members of the same body with different functions, he then gives us a list where he mentions several different spiritual gifts. He refers to the gift of exhortation, or, or some way, in some translations it's called the gift of encouragement. He also mentions the gift of giving or the gift of generosity. And he also mentions the gift of leadership, the gift of mercy, the gift of prophecy, the gift of service, the gift of teaching. And he makes it clear that anyone who has these spiritual gifts should be allowed and encouraged to use these gifts within the church setting. In his letter to the Corinthians, in chapter 12, the Apostle Paul mentions a bunch of spiritual gifts. He mentions the spiritual gift of administration, discernment, or distinguishing of spirits. He mentions faith, the gift of healing, uh, the gift of helps, the gift of, of utterance of knowledge or words of knowledge, uh, the gift of miracles, the gift of prophecy and teaching, again mentioned. He talks about the gift of speaking in tongues. He talks about the gift of interpreting tongues. He talks about the spiritual gift of wisdom. Uh, again, outlining many spiritual gifts. The last passage of scripture where Paul kind of really deals with uh, spiritual gifts overall is in his letter to the Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul is talking about several roles or several types of leaders that he's, that, that God sends to the church with certain spiritual gifts so that, th- that those leaders can serve the church by equipping the Christians in the church be, to, to be able to do the work of the ministry. He talks about uh, certain people having the gift of being an apostle, certain people to be evangelists or have the gift of evangelism. Some are pastors. And, and then again, he mentions uh, prophecy and teaching. Interesting how those uh, gifts seemingly are, are you'll mention uh, multiple times. So those are kind of all the passages that, that talk about spiritual gifts. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4. There are some other spiritual gifts that are kind of uh, randomly mentioned throughout the scripture. In 1 Corinthians 7, the apostle Paul mentions having the the supernatural ability to to stay single and be and be uh, uh, satisfied in that and so we call that the the gift of celibacy this is no doubt uh people jokingly will say i hope i don't have this spiritual gift side note the gift of celibacy is not the opportunity to be single all the days of your life the gift of celibacy is the ability to be supernaturally satisfied in in the fact that you are single so if you are someone that is not satisfied in being single, you want to be married one day, you long to, to be married, have a relationship, have kids, have a family. If that's you, then you don't have the gifts of celibacy, okay? If you want to be married one day, then you've not been gifted with that. So just relax and go sign up for eHarmony or something, all right? Anyway, let's continue. Uh, another spiritual gift mentioned in the Bible, uh, this one's mentioned by the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter 4. He talks about the spiritual gift of hospitality. Someone who has the ability to make people feel welcomed, to, to be very hospitable, to bring people together and make them feel connected to one another. That person has the spiritual gift of hospitality. Another, another gift that's mentioned by the Apostle Paul is in Ephesians chapter 3. He talks about how he has the ability to kind of uh, go outside of his own nation, his own people group and effectively do ministry to the Gentiles. Uh, so we, we believe that the ability to do cross-cultural ministry effectively is a spiritual gift. Basically, to be a missionary, to work amongst a group of people that are not your own uh, you know, uh, by, you know, by, by birth, that would be a spiritual gift. And then the last one I'll mention that I can find in Scripture is in 1 Corinthians 13. The Apostle Paul talks about 
uh, the idea of of being able to live in poverty voluntarily. So so the idea of being willing to voluntarily be in poverty uh, is a spiritual gift, or the ability to be satisfied in that choice is uh, c- comes to you through a spiritual gift that comes from the Holy Spirit. So those are all the spiritual gifts that I can find in Scripture. Uh, there definitely may be others. Maybe I missed some. Uh, if there's one that you think I missed that is really important, you'd like to be, me to mention in a future episode, please feel free to shoot me an email. I think the greatest lesson that we all need to learn or remember is that we all have different spiritual gifts, all of us. Uh, there's different ways to discover that. You know, There are these spiritual gift tests that you can take. Um, I'm not against those. It's not my primary way to try to figure it out. But if you want to do that, you can just Google that spiritual gift test. And there are lots of them out there that you can take. And some of them are, are very effective and, and could teach you a lot of things. So I don't want to, I'm not bashing that. If you want to do that, go ahead. But the way I like to encourage people to discover their spiritual gifts is to go talk to people who know you really well and ask them, like, what 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 is it? that you look at me and you say, I have this just this spiritual or supernatural ability to do this thing. What is it? Uh, another way is just go read through those passages. All the passages I just, I just read, just go read them over and over again and just see which ones stand out to you, okay? You know, which one grabs your heart? Um, ask yourself, when I'm doing these things, how does my heart feel? Does my heart get excited or does it not? Do I feel like I've just got a knack for these things? Like I'm just naturally good at these things? Like it just seems to just happen? Or do I feel like I'm struggling to do these things? You know, if you're naturally good at something and you get excited about it and the people around you seem to see like you just kind of like supernaturally just know how to do that, well, that probably gives you an idea as to where some of your spiritual gifts lie. We all have uh, different gifts. Um, you know, we all have different areas where we are gifted and some of our spiritual gifts look different from person to person, right? One person may have the spiritual gift of teaching and another person may have the same, you know, the same spiritual gift, the spiritual gift of teaching, but how they use those gifts could be different based upon their personalities and their other skill sets and their other natural talents, right? There are other variables. And so, um, so that's why I think it's important to dialogue with people who know you well in whatever context you're in and try to help discover what are the things that are my spiritual gifts, And I would seriously encourage you to, as you discover your spiritual gifts, look for ways to use those spiritual gifts to serve the Christians in your life and the local church that you're a part of. Um, The other question that often arises when it comes to spiritual gifts, and that is, are all the spiritual gifts still in play for today? And this is a topic that we will dive uh, you will dive into in future episodes. I've done several interviews with some pastors and, and theologians that have varying opinions. So over the course of the next few episodes, we will be answering the question, are all of the spiritual gifts still available to Christians today? Or have some of them maybe, uh, you know, or some of them no longer uh, in use? I promise we will dive into that. It is a relatively controversial topic. Uh, so I believe it deserves some quality examination and we'll be doing that. Well, that's it. Those are all my thoughts on spiritual gifts. I sure hope this has been helpful and insightful. Uh, If there's anything you need clarity on or a question you might have, feel free to shoot me an email. Or if you have a topic completely unrelated to this that you'd like me to address on the podcast at some point, uh, please feel free to shoot me an email as well. My email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, remember, feel free to connect with me on Twitter. It's the best way to connect with me personally. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.